Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Looks like we are uh, live on the Real Estate Sales Solutions, uh, you know, Facebook page. And for those of you um, that are tuning in on the Level Up podcast, we're doing things a little bit different right now. We're not only recording this podcast today uh, for our Level Up podcast listeners, but we're also streaming it on the Real Estate Sales Solutions Facebook page. So you can check it out in either place. Um, today, we have got uh, a, a great guest, and we're going to talk about explosive sales growth. Um, as soon as I started seeing that title around Ryan's name, I was attracted to it and I had to go out there and, and ask him about it. So we're going to talk about that. But before I um, introduce uh, Ryan, Brendan Payne, my co-host over here at Level Up, how are you doing, man? Wonderful. How are you? Good to see you again. Good. I'm glad to be back and, and doing these recordings. So, um, And then we have Ryan Snow. Now, you two were just talking about a minute ago about being up somewhere up north. Ryan, where are you located? So I uh, work just outside of Boston, and I live in southern New Hampshire on the seacoast. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it'll be cold up there pretty soon, I take it. It, it gets there at night. We've hit the 30s a couple times already. Mm -hmm. so. Already? All but right. it's 70 today, so we'll take it. Well, good. I know, um, Ryan, I know a lot of people probably, in, uh, pro probably introduce you um, a lot about um, because of your relationship with Hal Elrod and the Miracle Morning. And and I think you and um, Hal, didn't you all co-author um, one of the uh, kind of a Miracle Morning for salespeople? salespeople. It, for it salespeople? was, yep. It was a salespeople yeah. book. And yep. that wasn't just for real estate. That was sales altogether? Yeah. So actually, Hal and I met at Cutco like 20-something years ago. Cutco, uh, wow. So I ran, uh, I was one of their top district and branch managers in like 2003 or something like that. And Hal was the top rep around that same time. And so we met at a bunch of the national conferences and just stuck together through friends, one of them that runs a charity group that we're both committed to. So uh, yeah, we, we stayed together. And when he launched the book, I was on his book launch team for the original Miracle Morning. And we just started talking about how I was using the Miracle Morning routine with my sales team and how impactful it had been. And I asked him if he had thought about doing anything that was specifically geared towards certain groups like sales. And he said, well, we've talked about it, but we haven't really done anything with it yet. But I, I love the idea. Like, why don't you and I just write it? We both have a sales background and I didn't plan on writing a book, but we wrote a book. So that's awesome. You know, I first uh, was introduced, I think, to how or met how um, during uh, my uh, tenure with uh, GoBundance. I, yep. You may have heard of GoBundance and, and it's been years since I've been involved, but Pat Hyben and, and I knew each other very well and he got me involved and, and um, so I remember him. But anyways, I wanna you know, kind of move beyond and I, I, I think the reason I bring up Miracle Morning is thinking of the mornings and mm -hmm. thinking about you know, uh, the things that we've been through in 2020 so far. And uh, we're probably not out of the clear. We still have some things that we're going to be going through. And uh, a lot of that is mental, mm -hmm. right? You know, it's, it's, there's things that happen like elections and there's things that happen like COVID. And then there's the way that we react to them or how we respond to them. And, you know, one of the things I want to just, you know, while I've got you and with the knowledge that you have, um, you know, just maybe you could give us some thoughts on how we could get our minds back on track because, you know, we're fourth quarter 2020, 
It's a great time to build momentum for 2021, but so many of us have broken our routines. Mm-hmm. And I say we've, we've, we've transitioned to new habits. And my, my belief is, is that, or opinion is, is that a lot of the habits that we've transitioned to are not really serving us at the highest level. And, um, but we're not, it's not that we're doomed. It's just right. that we need to reset. So yep. can you give us the audience, the real estate agents, some, just some thoughts on that? Um, and wh- where's your mind in, in terms of this? Yeah. So I, I don't want to just preach the miracle morning for this, yeah. right? Because I think whatever system works for you is the one that you should be working. So it doesn't really matter for me what it takes for somebody to reset their mind. Uh, some key pointers that come to mind for me is there's so much negativity out there. There's so much just sort of being spewed out there with the media and whatever. And so the first thing I would say is like, just eliminate that first thing in the morning. If you want to know what's going on in the world, great. But like five o'clock at night is a great time to check the news if that's something you're interested in. But I just feel like waking up in the morning and watching the 6 a.m. news before you jump into your work day and then like feeling down or concerned about markets and whatever before you go make lead generation calls is probably the worst thing that you could do. So that would be the first thing. Uh, I would say the second thing for me, and I get pushback every time I say this, but stop checking social and email before you start mm-hmm. your workday. Uh, and the biggest pushback that I get on email is, well, like I have clients reaching out to me and things like that. And, uh, and I'm all for getting to email at scheduled times. But if we set aside the morning as the time to work on the things that are most important to us, I want to do things that are most important to us in the long run, Right. And email may have things that are urgent and therefore important to us, but they're very unlikely to have the things that are important to us in the long run to be doing. And as soon as we break into our email, we start letting somebody else set our agenda for the day. And so one of the best things I ever did is I pushed email. I don't even look at my email until about quarter and nine and sometimes not even until 10 o'clock in the morning. And the reason in real estate that that doesn't tend to be a big deal is because for the most part, the fires, the things that come out of there that are urgent, that need to be done can be handled between noon and five, mm-hmm. right? If you think about who you're going to be reaching out to in order to put out those fires, uh, whether it's people in like the town hall offices, attorneys that you're working with, lenders that you're working with, like a lot of those guys are unavailable in the first hours of the morning anyway. So I would rather get that note. And I just, you have to set that expectation with clients and things like that up front that that's the way that you handle things. Listen, I, I set my day intentionally knowing that we're going to be able to get a, a hold of those people in the afternoon. So if you don't hear back from me right away by me, uh, in the morning on email, it's because I don't typically check it until 10 or 11. So I can delve right in and take care of those things right away. And I know we can get responses. And then people are comfortable yeah. with it when they, when they know that that's the way it's going to run. But before that, they're not, it, it's like scary for some people to think of not doing that right away. You know, you said something I've never heard it put this way. And I, I, you know, I've shared with my own agents, like, let's not check the emails and whatnot. But you just said something I thought was fascinating. It's as soon as you check your emails in the morning, you're automatically letting someone else set your agenda. Is that how you said it? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is that is a great way to, to, to see it. Yeah. So if you, if you have a plan, right, to grow your business and you spend a bunch, you, you invest your time in the morning, whether that's with a team and getting your team on the phones or uh, doing outreach or marketing or whatever, whatever it is that you do to drive business to your team. And you've set that time aside. As soon as you break that and go into fire mode and you put on your fireman hat, you've now stopped growing your business immediately. And yeah. so 
I just don't see the need to do that. I mean, I, I've got alternative measures for people to reach out to me besides email if there's a fire that needs to be handled in the next like 30 minutes, and that would be text. And so if I get a text, I'm going to check it, and then I can make the decision very quickly, is this something that needs to be done in the next 30 minutes, or can this also wait till 10 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, got it. So, so, you know, kind of circling back to what some agents can be focusing on right now, one of it would be, it's not just taking your time back, because I don't think what you just shared expands or, 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 or captures more time. But what it sounds like to me is it keeps us a little, our, our mindsets more focused on growth in the morning and eliminating distractions. I mean, that's yep. kind of what I'm hearing or in eliminating distractions that in that uh, kind of infuse emotion and negativity in exactly. our lives in the morning. The last thing we want to do is know that a deal is blowing up right before yeah. you get on the phone to go find right. out some yeah. more deals, right? That's yeah. just not, if we're talking about how do we maintain the mindset, why let negativity in in the morning when you're going to do all your best work in the morning, you just got a night's sleep, you've just eaten, hopefully you've exercised. Like if you have a decent morning routine, why would you then immediately go, hey, let's just destroy all the momentum we just created and allow negativity in. It's yeah. coming anyway, and we're going to be in a better place to handle it. How much easier is it to handle that when you just got three new appointments? And it's like, oh, this deal is kind of going sideways. Well, let me go fix it is the approach. And it's like, if it goes, it goes. And we weren't going to be able to change much anyway, right? Yeah. We were either going to be able to fix it or we were not. And so if the attitude going in is great, you know what? I just lined up the next three. Let's try and get this done and we'll try and make it work if we can. And if not, we'll do what's best for the client. And that's a different mentality. Your clients feel that too. Like what's the energy of conversation that you bring to your client when that issue comes up? I'd rather come from my best possible place in going into those fires and say, hey, you know what? This came up. Here's the three ways we can solve it, right? These are options that we have and not get emotional about it and not get tied into that. And if you start with like the frazzled running around, getting kids ready, homeschooling that people have going on and stuff like that right now, and then just immediately dive into email and start putting out fires and you haven't taken any time to take care of yourself and your business by growing it then you're probably in the worst state to be able to do that. It's an interesting gauge too, that you probably don't have to look a lot further on where your mindset is each day than if you actually want to get into your email, then that tells you where you're at. Because yeah. you're, if you're focused on trying to fix the stuff that might be broken that you already have, you're the lead, you're the rainmaker and you've got that deal there and your job is to go do more. If you're wanting to focus in the, in the nasty stuff early, and you got to get out of that because your only job is really to create the new stuff that's going to be down the road. Yeah. So a hundred percent. And I think the great thing about the miracle morning is so many of them tie into like that personal, like, how are you feeling piece? Like the meditation, the, the, um, visualization, the exercise, reading, like learning more journaling things out. Like I love that program. But even if that's not the one for you, I think the key most important part is what's the thing that like fires you up in the morning. And no matter what part it is, there has to be like going back to Simon Sedek's book, start with why there has to be something that reminds you every single morning about why you're about to do what you're going to do and why you get to do today what you're going to do, not why you have to do it, but why you get to do it. Something that excites you. Well, one thing that fires me up is growth. Okay, and you created something called the uh, 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 explosive sales growth. And I think it was 11 strategies or 11 ideas or techniques. I can't remember how you worded it. Yep. But can you tell me what is that about? Because if, if anybody needs to 
uh, to really explode their growth. It's right now. I mean, listen, there's a lot of real estate agents that have said they're having their best year ever. There's a lot of real estate agents that have um, had a good year and it's been, but they have struggled emotionally again. Mm -hmm. And then there's agents that have just had a terrible year, but 2021 is a new start. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the explosive growth strategies. Um, share some of those with us. Of course, we'll, we'll we'll make sure that people know where they can go to the website and where they can get a free copy or download and whatnot. But tell us a little bit more about the growth strategies. Yeah, so I spent a few years as a team leader for Keller Williams office, and we had about 150 or 160 agents. And even with our top agents, regardless of where they were in the business, from brand new agent to top agent, I found myself having the same coaching conversations over and over and over yeah. and over again. And it was about just having a focused lead generation strategy, not getting caught up and, and distracted by every squirrel or every shiny object, every email that was the new magic pill for them to grow their business and focusing on the ones that fit what their business growth needs were. And also that fit in their calendar, it fit in their budget and it fit their personality that they could actually look at the action plan that came from it and said, hey, I'm willing to do those tasks. I actually enjoy doing some of these tasks because for most people, that fear of rejection, fear of the phone, fear of the door knock, whatever, that is a real thing that gets in the way for people. Mm -hmm. And so I want them to look at like, don't I, I've seen people write out these plans and say over and over again, well, I know that the best place to get business is FISBOs and expires because I know they're ready to sell. And that's 100% true. But if you wrote that in your plan the last three years and you've never door knocked a FISBO or expired, then it shouldn't be in your plan, right? Who are you willing to talk to about real estate? And so I always have people ask those four questions. So essentially the book breaks down 11 different lead gen strategies for real estate that we know work, that there are teams and groups that have dominated in those. Uh, every single one of them works if four things are true, right? If they fit in your schedule, like meaning you actually have time to do the work that would be required to get it done. <laughs> Number two, they fit in your budget, right? Like one that comes up all the time for farming, for people that are afraid to make those outbound calls. How do I generate inbound calls? Oh, well, I can do farming. And yeah, you can, and it works, but you have to be consistent. It takes multiple mailers. You have to have a fairly big area to generate the type of business that you want, right? Uh, and a lot of people can't sustain it over the amount of time it takes because by the time the conversion starts to kick in, it's not paying for itself fast enough and they give up. And as soon as they give up, they just blew a bunch of money on something that would have worked had they had a better plan for it. So does it fit in the calendar? Does it fit in the budget, right? Will it help them meet their goals? Because if you're an agent trying to do six to 10 deals, it doesn't matter which strategy you pick, right? Every one of them can get six to 10 deals. But if you're running a team and you're trying to do 300 transactions this year, like, you could have been very sphere-based as a solo agent, but trying to generate 400 deals out of so just sphere-based uh, would be a really difficult track. So uh, you've got to decide, like, is it going to allow me to get to where I need to be? And then the last one is, does it fit in the, uh, will I actually do it? Does it fit my personality, right? Some people, they're, they're happy to make cold calls, right? One of the ways I can ask really easily which strategy to plug people into is, Hey, would you rather talk to people that you know really well and already have relationships with, or would you rather talk to people that you've never met before? Which is more comfortable for you? Like that eliminates half the strategies on either side for most people. That's awesome. So does it fit in your schedule? Does it fit in your budget? 
Will it help you meet your goals? And will it actually, will you, will I actually do it is the question. Will I actually do it? So what you're saying is you've got to be able to, yes, it's got to fit in my schedule. Yes, it's got to fit in my budget. Um, yes, it's going to um, help me reach the specific goals that I'm stating. Mm-hmm. And yes, I will actually do it. So you need four yeses. Yep. Okay. So uh, Brenda, what are your thoughts on this? Because my mind's kind of going in all kinds of directions uh, here in a, in, a, in a very positive way. I, yeah. I love it. I, I mean, I, we know question. every strategy, every strategy works. I love how you broke it down because those are, those are just getting real with yourself. Um, yeah. And it's, it's kind of along the lines of um, you think of kids sports these days, it's tough to be a dabbler and be successful in kids sports today. And in business right now, especially in real estate business, it's just about impossible to dabble in anything. And if you're going to go and try and knock down 10, 11 pillars, because you've seen somebody else do it, that might be all in on those, have a ton more experience, you're going to be disappointed. And meanwhile, waste time when you could have actually taken advantage of the things that are really in your wheelhouse. So I think that's that last one. I love it. Will I actually do it? And does it fit my personality? That alone, that it's just, that's huge because there are so many things that people just aren't willing to do. Doesn't mean you can't go create something in a different, uh, in a different pillar. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's awesome. And go ahead, Ryan, please. Well, I was going to say, I think you hit a big nail on the head that we didn't even get to in that conversation, which is that you can't master something if you're trying to learn everything, mm-hmm. right? And so this is the other piece. Once you pick the three, you're not allowed to change them for the whole year. So I would say have two or three of these because you don't want to be a one-legged stool, right? Because if if your mechanism is online leads and you generate all your online leads through Zillow, like when I started buying Zillow leads, they were $10 a lead and now they're 140, right? Mm -hmm. So now you can lose your whole business profitability overnight by somebody else, right? If it's Facebook, when I started getting Facebook driven leads from our listings, they were 50 cents a piece and now they're $4 and 50 cents a piece. So I don't want anyone to have just one strategy, maybe two, if they're just starting and trying to figure it out, if they have one or two that's working already, maybe add a third, but at three is kind of like the max because you earn more when you're the best at something, right? Like specialists get paid. And so if you're the FISBO specialist, you're going to make a lot of money working in FISBOs. Mm-hmm. But if you're a dabbler, like you put it, right? And I would say, I would say more than 90% of agents are dabblers and, and not because they want to know it all. It's just because they don't give enough time to any one of them to see the results that they need. And so they get frustrated and their, their inbox gets inundated from people trying to sell them the next magic pill, this FISBO system, this expired system, this social media system, whatever, this tool that's going to fix everything for them. And the answer is until you get good at the scripts that follow up behind each of those systems and how they all work, you're never going to nail any of them. And so a commitment for one year to whichever two or three systems you choose. Yeah, I love the two or three because what I, I wrote down here diversity. Yep. But but don't dabble. So right. diversity is you're saying choose a few, but you're not saying dabble in a few. You're you're saying go deep, go mm-hmm. all the way deep down and learn basically mastery level on two or three pillars, yep. two or three systems. Don't dabble. Keep your focus on there, and then as long as each and, and then you can't choose two or three any of those. Uh, if it, if you don't a, uh, answer positively or a yes to the questions that you gave us. 100%. Yeah. And I would even say for newer agents, start with one, 
and nail it, spend three to six months on it, and then add the second one. Because you can, as a new agent, generate as much business as you need out of any one of these pillars. So let me ask you this. So, so I think what you're you're saying, you know, obviously, I think anyone's going to say, "Wow, this makes a lot of sense." What do you think? What do you think? Why? Why? It's so simple. Why do you think in our industry so few people will take a few pillars to the mastery level? And what's what's going on here? Um, people have very short attention spans, right? And they want immediate success. And they're, the, the idea of like the, the 10 year overnight success, right? Is what kicks in for me here. So if I try something as a new agent and I don't have a huge runway to be able to get myself up and running, then I I'm looking to see results very quickly because I'm afraid that if I run out of money, I'm going to have to quit real estate, which is why there's such a big turnover with new people getting into, into the business. So they want to see an immediate result. And when they don't see the immediate result, rather than focus on, Hey, here, what am I doing wrong? It's a lot easier to place blame on the system than it is on the work being put into the system, the learning, right? The amount of time being spent on the phone, how much practice are you putting in? How good are you actually at your buyer consult and your listing consult and tweaking those things than it is to take, it's harder, it's easier to blame the system than it is to take those on yourself and go, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you know, another thing that I just, uh, you know, was thinking through is like, um, when you go deep and you, you reach a mastery level on a few things, um, when, when you get to become that mastery level, that's actually the time where the task, the activity becomes a little bit boring, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because you've got, you're in a routine, you have the systems down, it's, it's, it's predictable, it's duplicatable and it's boring as heck. Right. Yeah. And sometimes I think we're, we're looking for, you know, I do, I've done a lot of Tony Robbins, um, you know, been exposed to Tony Robbins quite a bit. And, um, you know, one of the things that, one of the basic needs that Tony Robbins tells us that we all, all humans have is the need for variety. You know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's a few of them, but variety is one of them. And, and I was been thinking about that lately and talking to some of my agents and I say, you know, let's not fulfill that basic need of variety in the area of your business, because like the, 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 the desire to have variety in the business world causes us to constantly switch strategies and switch plans. And that's variety and Mm -hmm. it's exciting, but the reality, it really takes so much away, so much energy. And, um, and and it just stunts growth in my opinion, you know, well, so, so I say so find variety outside of business and find like boring, master the boring inside the business. I, yeah, I mean, I love that. I think that's a great way to make sure that you're productive. I think the other part that you mentioned, though, which is super important, is that that boring, right, that autonomy piece where you have a system now actually shifted you from owning a job to owning a business. And so like Robert Kiyosaki teaches in the, the Cashflow Quadrants book, the idea of E, S, B, and I, which is employee, right? Self-employed, business owner, investor. And the idea is how do I transition out of this E to S to B to I? And I see tons of real estate agents who do make the leap and they're fairly successful and they get stuck in that S block and they can't ever turn it into anything where there's any amount of leverage. And part of that is, Instead of running away from that, oh, I have a system, I have a process, this is boring, 
like embrace it and go, hey, that means that I could plug somebody else into the system. Mm. So that's your opportunity for leverage. Maybe you're not the one that has to do that piece that is a system anymore. Now you plug somebody else in and that piece of the cog basically just turns from somebody else and you focus on the parts of the business that you love and that frees you up to be able to do that. But you can't do that if the system doesn't exist. You can't just jump to leverage without having the system. And that's another huge mistake that agents make. Yeah. So reach your own mastery level, whatever that means. I mean, Mm because that's subjective, of course. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, there's a possibility that there's opportunity for leverage. Yeah. And then and then and then I guess the uh, the idea would be then go choose another pillar, go to the mastery through the process of mastering that and then go through the process of leveraging that one. And next thing you know, this is this is a business built on multiple pillars. So now now we're, we're saying, hey, choose two or three. You may end up if you'll follow this process, you may end up with five or six or seven or eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And And hopefully you're not in charge of all of them at some point. Right. That's the idea is you get, you build out, become mastery at two or three. It allows the opportunity to have a program where you can plug in leverage. You train them to run one or two of those. And that frees you up to learn another one. And one of those might be hiring. It might be LMA, like uh, training people underneath you and managing and holding them accountable. All of those pieces kick in. Yeah, that's great. So what do most, most, most agents that you talk with or you observe when it comes to the, uh, the, the, the growth, what pillars do people tend to just gravitate the most? Or, 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 is, or is there not a, a, a pattern there? Yeah, I don't know that there's a huge pattern other than I think people hear a lot of times about FISBOs and expireds yeah. and cold calling and all of those pieces. And that's definitely not a fit for like 90% of agents, I would say. Yeah. Um, you have to be a super high I, high D or high DI on the disc in order for that to be comfortable long-term for people. And so that's why most people fall off of those. And I think there's other strategies that probably work better to drive incoming leads for people, mm-hmm. uh, that they can then do an outreach that's more comfortable for them. So that's, that's one thing that I see happen. Um, the other pieces I would say, like the majority of agents who do well, especially as solo agents is a huge amount of their business comes from their sphere. So if they have a really good system around staying in touch with their sphere, some of it being automated, especially, I'm a huge proponent. If somebody tells me they want a farm, I always ask them, like, are you mailing to your sphere every month or a couple of times a month? And if the answer is no, it's like, well, then th- that's your farm for now. Yeah. Because that's where you're going to get your greatest return. They already know who you are. They're more likely to reach out to you. If you don't have them on some sort of really good automated email newsletter and a couple drip campaigns, uh, mailers going out every month to them. And if you're not consistently calling them and having coffee with them and whatever, I, I, I would say most agents, 60 to 70% of their business comes from their sphere. That's the another that one. I've with. Uh, don't you like that, Brendan? It's like, oh, I want to, st- Brendan, I'd like to start uh, farming. And then in the first question is, uh, how often are you mailing to your centers of influence or your sphere? Oh, I'm not. There's your farm. There you go. Uh, it's so simple. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's good. Hey, you, I wanted to, you, you, you mentioned something about, um, before we get off, you, you mentioned something about, um, some kind of done for you, uh, marketing. Um, we were talking about KCM and we're talking about custom, uh, social custom, you know, content and whatnot. And you, you, something that you're up to, can you tell me what, what that is again? Yeah. So uh, I've been looking at purchasing businesses that are ancillary businesses to what I'm already doing. Um, And one of the things for me is I don't want to operate any more businesses. I have plenty of things going on on my own, but 
I like to be able to bring the ideas to the table if I have somebody else to bring them to fruition. So uh, I was talking with this guy, Bo, and he's local here. He runs a uh, digital online marketing agency for real estate agents right now. Uh, his background is in digital marketing for a company. He built up their whole digital marketing structure for like 10 years and then decided he want to go off on his own and do it. And uh, he focused on real estate. And what he was doing, he came to me and said, hey, I'm, I'm doing this and some of it's going okay. And um, what do you think? Like, what, is there something you would do differently? And I said, to be honest, I've been thinking about starting a digital marketing company for agents because I see a big gap in the industry. And the gap that I saw in the industry is there's very like, low end price point stuff, like a keeping current matters or whatever, that's like 25 or 30 bucks a month. And they give you great content, right? But it's not branded and it's not local. And um, for me, I'm if I'm going to focus on social media, I'm going to be super hyper targeted locally to the areas that I want to cover. And so I would want things that had to do with listings in the area, solds in the area, market stats in the area, events happening in the area. And so the other end of the spectrum, which is what he's doing, is this very high-end hand-holding for people that are spending a lot of money on Google pay-per-click and social media, Facebook ads, and that type of stuff. And they manage those for them at $1,500 or $2,000 a month. And that's not affordable for the average agent who wants to break into a territory and start generating some incoming leads. And so my suggestion to him was that we build some packages around more like lower-level but that had that same feel of local branded agent with a call to action uh, and offering some of those free guides that agents don't have time to put together. And, uh, and so that's what we've done. We've built out some packages. They vary anywhere from like 199 bucks a month to like 300 or might be 499. And on the higher end, we're actually doing the posting for you. And on the lower end, we're just providing you all of the posts, but they're all branded. They have your picture on them. They have your phone number on them. Each individual agents is different. It's got market stats for the specific towns that they're targeting so that when they start doing their Facebook boosts and things like that, they're hitting their niche market that they would actually want to be able to hit. So it's yeah, just so a way for- What's the name to... of that? Like how would people get information on that? Uh, for now, it's pre-launch. So I would say just have them reach out to me through the website is probably the best way. Uh, he's got a company name right now, but I don't want to confuse people because they'll start seeing $1,500 and $2,000 price tags. And he's only been doing that higher end stuff. So we're just building this piece out right now. So Okay. And and let's uh, let's go ahead and tell us the website. And um, and, and I think that's where you can get a some some a download of some information on that explosive sales growth, right? Maybe you, you, you get some free content out. Yep. So they can uh, they can download all the scripts actually from the Explosive Sales Growth book are available for free. And it's at explosivesalesgrowth.com forward slash real estate. And they okay. can there's some training videos on there and a bunch of the different topics uh, of interviews that we did with people that were successful in each of those 11 strategies. Uh, there's some outside vendors that they could use if they're ones that they wanted to get involved with. Uh, and then there's a free download for all the scripts that are in the book. Fantastic. So, Brendan, before we wrap it up, any last thoughts? Yeah, great stuff, Ryan. I just I, I appreciate your uh, your candidness, and you can tell you're yeah. very down to earth. And um, you know, there's there's um, just real stuff that you can you can put together and, and put into action. So, I just appreciate that. I'm, I'm sure the viewers got some some good uh, info from that. Awesome. Love yeah, it. yeah. Great job, man. I really appreciate you sharing with us. And uh, again, this is, uh, you know, Ryan Snow. You're seeing us on Facebook uh, Live on Real Estate Sales Solutions uh, Facebook page. 
If you are not a member of that, go to Real Estate Sales Solutions and, and, and join. There's a ton of good free content. We're not selling the con co content on there. We're just sharing content on there quite frequently. So go out there and check that out. And then if you haven't uh, subscribed to the Level Up podcast, please subscribe. Leave us a comment. Um, good comments, bad comments, all reviews are actually good and beneficial and help us you know, expand our reach. So she, we, we sure would appreciate that. Ryan, thank you so much for uh, your, your willingness to share. Brendan, thank you as always for uh, being there with me and we'll uh, continue until uh, the next time. Sounds good. Thank you guys. Bye -bye, Appreciate you both. Absolutely.